This is the Day Zero Update for February 9th, 2020. I'm Felipe Alpha. I'm Patrick Mifflin. I'm Brandon Perkins. And I'm Chris Sologi. It's been an interesting week. A lot of stuff has been shifting around in the industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about Google Stadia becoming completely irrelevant. Uh, mm-hmm. And a whole bunch of other fun stuff, as well as uh, Nintendo's uh, continuing Animal so- Animal Crossing saga. Which, uh, yeah, it's that's not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but before we get yep. to that, we'll talk about what we've been doing this week. And for me, hey, I've actually been playing some stuff that isn't PC Building Simulator. Wow! Although I have been playing that too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, seeing as like I'm not a normal human being when it comes down to uh, wanting to start the game over again and experience the campaign all over again, I went and mm-hmm. bought it on Steam because that's what normal people do, right? They buy it on different platforms when they want to replay it. That, that's, that seems like a totally you know rational thing to do. So that's been happening. Uh, also been playing uh, Tetris Effect uh, on PC this time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where, yeah, I've had it installed for a while and it's like, well, you know, um, just be nice if I could just start this up and play it every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Having Tetris, uh, at your fingertips and without having to go over to the big TV is nice sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's really fun when you know, like you've leveled up your Tetris game when you see a gap and you think, oh, you're right. I can, t- I can T-spin into that. That's 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 totally fine now. Yep. Instead of being, mm-hmm. oh crap, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, and because of the uh, the lock delay and Tetris effect, that's a lot easier than it has been in the past. So. Uh, oh fun. yeah. It's it's a fun game. So, yeah. And mm-hmm. getting through that campaign is still a total joy. So mm. uh, check that out. Uh, and I've also been playing Code Shifter uh, for the review. That's going to be up. Uh, probably I'll get it done in the next couple of days. Uh, Arc System Works action platformer with um, just a mashup of a whole bunch of Arc characters, just all of yes. them. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, it works. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at first, I was a little bit weirded out by the just controls and just how like strange each of the characters plays, uh, mm-hmm. but they. They do a pretty good job of like contextualizing all of that and uh, making it part of the gameplay, and it's uh, it, it doesn't feel like a total like clusterfuck that you would think it would. And yeah, yeah. It, it works out really well. Uh, so that's going to be uh, coming. And beyond that, uh, well, we have a news story which I'm going to talk more of later. So uh, that's we'll go into uh, another thing that I've been doing. So what about you? Okay, um, I've been on my hockey stuff still. Just um, playing NHL 20, going through this um, first season of my experimental expansion team. I just recorded game number 49 and have it uploading right, or game number 48 and have it uploading right now. And yeah, this team went on quite the surge. So um, they started coming back down to earth, but uh, they're still in like the top three teams in the league. So I, I figure after this um, latest Schneid is over, they'll still um, probably be in the top three in the, in the central division. And yeah, I've um, the discord server that I've got 
put up for this project is going really well. Um, it's becoming very multifaceted, which I'm really happy to see. It's just kind of a place where fans around the league can go to shoot the shit or uh, they can go to follow this project or they can, you know, you can even, I've even got places for new fans to learn about the game. So it's definitely welcoming to new hockey fans and, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes in the future. Um, in preparation for another video project I'm, I have in the works, I've been messing around with Franchise Hockey Manager 6, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll be doing some streaming and YouTube stuff with that before long. I've got a, a video series plan called uh, Franchise Rehab, where I take some historically bad teams and try to turn them around faster than they did in real life. And other than that, I've just been doing a lot of retro gaming. I've been, um, I picked up a bunch of stuff off of hamsters, arcade archive series. And yeah, I, lots of Neo Geo stuff. Um, I've been playing puzzle bobble. Uh, there's also a couple of purchases I made that, uh, are kind of funny, in light of a news story that we'll have here later on in the show, mm-hmm. uh, I did pick up Double Dragon one and two <laughs> from the Arcade Archive series. So, yeah, that sure blew up in my face. But, <laughs> Whoops. Um, but we'll get to that. And yeah, that's been my week. All right. All right. Uh, well, as for me, um, if you have access to PSN uh, this month, one of the free games you get is the Bioshock Collection. And that is basically all the Bioshock. It's Bioshock 1 and 2, as well as Bioshock Infinite, and all of the DLC that comes with it. Um, And that includes Burial at Sea. Um, And, man, I I forgot how visually overwhelming that Bioshock Infinite is when you first start it. Especially when you first step into Columbia, because you go out there and, you know, there's all the bright colors and there's a bunch of, you know, there's, there's like a parade going on and there's a festival and there's carnival games and stuff you can take part in. Um, and there's all these people around you and it's, you know, and you're just getting used to the idea of a city that's floating in the clouds. Hmm. Um, and it's really, it's like, Wow. Holy crap. And then you get to the raffle, and then it's like, oh, right, that's why this place sucks. <laughs> um, but it's definitely a lot of fun. And it's also aged really well, which surprised me a great deal. Uh, the game now is like, uh, I think it's like eight years old now. Um, and it really doesn't really show. The only, uh, well, not entirely. The only place it really shows is in the character animations. Yeah. Because they do kind of look like ventriloquist dummies at certain parts. Um, but other than that, the game is really nice looking. Um, um, but, uh, you know, I've also been playing, you know, uh, the Burial at Sea DLC, because I actually never got to play that 
when it originally came out. And basically, it's bi- it's still Bioshock Infinite, but it takes you into Rapture, specifically from the original Bioshock. Specifically, Rapture before it all went to hell. And it's it's you get to see what this place actually operated as when it was in its prime. And you realize, yeah, it... Uh, it did kind of suck, uh, even when it was, you know, supposed to be in its utopian phase. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, I've been playing Axiom Verge uh, on my PS4 because um, I've never actually finished that game, hmm. and uh, I'm now at the part where you just start to actually get up to above ground. Okay, uh, and yeah, uh, that game is fun, and it's also hard as balls. So yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Still, always forget how that game really was made by just one dude, yeah. and uh, and I can't remember. Did Thomas Happ actually have any previous game design experience before he made Axiom Verge? Oh yeah, he's long time been in the industry for years, working okay. for other companies, but this was his first solo project. All right, yeah. That, uh, as it shows. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, been my week. I mean, that's what I've been doing. So, uh, Chris, what about you? Uh, yeah, so I've been continuing to play more Rocket League. Uh, and, uh, yeah, yesterday, or no, Friday, they, uh, finally, uh, put out their make good for the, the downtime they had last week. Uh, which is to extend the Lucky Lanterns events for another week and give anybody that logs in uh, to the game 500 of the tokens, uh, which for me meant that I finished off the rest of the items that I was uh, working on unlocking and uh, and decided to launch all the other versions of the game uh, that I had and uh, use that for some of the the items there as well. Uh, and yeah, I guess part of the reason for that downtime, which Phil would probably appreciate, is because they decided to update the SQL in their database. <laughs> and I guess that had uh, more serious consequences than just uh, making sure they're updated. Been there, done that. <laughs> and yeah, that took it out for about two days, two and a half days, something like that, for most of the weekend. Hmm. Uh, but now it's working perfectly fine but yeah the uh they've done a good job making uh making up for it especially when people are like oh give us free stuff it's like no they'll just extend this uh event and maybe give some currency Hmm. so you can get the the specific stuff that's there but yeah uh, i've been playing a lot of that and uh just working my way through Uh, i think i'm like Level 86 on the the Rocket Pass so far. we still got another, I think, six weeks to go. Uh, so, yeah, just having uh, a lot of fun with that. Uh, and yesterday I streamed the uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 beta. That's going on at Xbox, which uh, they had uh, significant downtime early on. Uh, because I guess they weren't ready for the amount of people that downloaded that thing. This is why you to actually play. <laughs> uh, I think people got a chance to play like within the first hour, and then it was down for like four hours after that. Because uh, I was trying to play during the or after the uh, let's weekend 
and said all the uh, all the servers on there were down to, for maintenance. Didn't come back up till like one thirty a.m. Uh, and so I guess uh, as a result of that, they ended up extending uh, the end time until tonight at three a.m. Eastern time. Uh, so almost a full day, or actually a full day uh, ever uh, extra. Um, so I've been playing that. Uh, did some on that uh, stream there, and uh, it works out pretty well for the most part. The the big issues it has it's still some performance issues, uh, which definitely were highlighted by when they had a concert, in-game concert. Uh, that was part the the last thing I did on the stream, where it's like, okay, let's get uh, dozens of people hang around this one spot uh, on the uh, in the shopping area. And I had to just back away uh, from them to get them kind of from not showing up in the uh, uh, the game itself, or else the the frame was just pure shit at that point. Uh, but the the concert was pretty neat because they had a uh, some character perform a song, and then I guess people had to type encore into the chat to get her to do an encore afterwards. Then they did that. Uh, and then everybody that was there got like a bonus for the next like 15 minutes or something like that. I think it was XP bonus. Uh, but yeah, playing this, I had not played the original uh, at all. So playing this uh, definitely showed me like, oh, okay, I see where Monster Hunter came from. Uh, where Monster Hunter kind of came out of the notion of going into these levels. Uh, some of which just have, when you're doing the exploration stuff, are just literally going around harvesting for uh, materials and occasionally taking down some of the small enemies and working their way towards uh, these really big dudes that uh, are pretty fun to take on. And you can kind of have, uh, instead of the way Monster Hunter kind of locks everything down because it's not really much of an online game, but here you can kind of uh, hang around, work with other people, and uh, team up and do some fun stuff, though the bosses uh, were not super hard uh, just by myself. Uh, which is kind of the the whole thing with the whole beta, is it was really not a hard game, especially when they had these uh, urgent events that they called them, which I think they had them go on like every hour or two. Uh, that you could get 12 people together and you, you were given usually like 20 minutes I don't think any of them I did lasted more than like two minutes uh, to take down, especially some of the ones we did during the stream, which uh, involved taking down uh, uh, some bad guy, I guess. Uh, the first phase that they gave you was essentially him sending these uh, weird like hand monsters, uh, or essentially like your uh, index, middle, and ring finger were like the, the heads of this monster. And the the others were his legs. It was real weird. But then the the next uh, phase of that, you fought the uh, the big boss himself, uh, which gave you a nice little cutscene afterwards. And that dude got beat in like thirty seconds every single time, uh, which was like uh, okay. This they tried like the cutscene would uh, still be playing if I came in a little bit late, and he'd be half dead by the time it ended because you couldn't skip it. Some real weird stuff there, but you kind of keep running that stuff because you get uh, special gear out of it. 
I had some real nice uh, sword. I had a real nice sword that uh, did a lot of damage. Um, but yeah, it's it seems like it's going to be good. Uh, they just need to get the performance in control because uh, it was definitely a big issue during the stream and elsewhere, uh, especially in some of those more chaotic areas. But uh, yeah, it seems it's going to work pretty well. The the main combat stuff was pretty. Uh, easy to understand because uh, you just have for your weapon you use uh, X is your one attack Y and the, the right bumper uh, then you can hold left trigger to get another three attacks in there and you can customize that stuff as you pick it up uh, as loot uh, so you can get some uh, cool different kinds of attacks in there and more powerful stuff. Uh, a lot of it works out pretty well uh, for its uh, I did get a mag, which I was feeding weapons to. Uh, a bunch of the the bullshit, but it, its hunger was not enough to I mean I wasn't just flooded in loot. Still, so I had to send a bunch of stuff to my storage uh, to deal with later. But uh, yeah, it's it worked out pretty well. I'm definitely looking forward to the the full release, uh, whenever that's going to be. I don't think they've said anything yet. Uh, but yeah, that's that was pretty fun. And uh, one of the games I got from the uh, big PSN sale last week was DJ Max Respect, uh, which I guess is the latest of the that line of rhythm games, which is uh, pretty fun. From what I played. Yeah, they. Yep. Uh, the nice thing is that it has uh, the difficulty stuff is tied to how many buttons you use. Uh, so the the base one I'm using right now. As I get used to it, it's four buttons. So it kind of looks a bit like uh, uh, the Rock Band uh, PSP game. Hmm. Uh, a little bit like that, where you have a... I think it's a left and up on the D-pad and triangle and circle on the face buttons. Which I was trying it with the, the back button attachment, and uh, when things go crazy in songs, my reaction time was not good enough to make use of that. Uh, but yeah, they allow you to go up to eight buttons, I think. Uh, which is a lot because I think it's uh, left, up, right, square, triangle, circle, and I think R1, L1, uh, which is a lot. And uh, this game has a lot of songs from the previous games. Uh, so when it loads up, you usually see like uh, a PSP on the the loading screen, sort of telling you, like, oh, this is from one of the PSP games, that kind of thing. And they have a lot of DLC that uh, DLC packs that bring in songs from uh, the other games, as well as some of the uh, other rhythm games out there, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, they've kind of redone the the artwork for the songs, which is pretty good. And I think the one of the weirder parts is when you start up the game uh, instead of like you know press X to start uh, the game, uh, it says press X to pay respect. <laughs> uh, so they're definitely making a reference to the the Call of Duty meme. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, good job, guys, for using the name of your game to reference a meme. Um, but yeah, that's, that game's pretty good. I'm definitely going to keep plugging away at it. Uh, and it kind of makes me wish uh, the PS4 had uh, Bluetooth headset support. Because I would like to use my the ones I use for my phone uh, to listen to this. But I have to get some sort of adapter for that. Uh, and I'm not going to do it. So I hope that's for next gen. 
uh, allowing you to sync up your Bluetooth headphones to it. Well, I know uh, like Sony has their own wireless headset that kind of does that, but we want to do yeah. that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't hmm. want to spend that extra money on that when I have perfectly good ones here. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, also uh, finally got my – I ordered my new phone, oh. uh, Moto, Moto G7 Power. Yep. Uh, 150 bucks for that upgrade, so hmm. uh, should be good. I should be getting it this week. So look forward to getting that. Not having a phone, or if I do anything, it'll just decide. Ah, we don't have battery anymore. <laughs> I was just literally listening to it on my Bluetooth headphones to a podcast, and at seventy six percent battery, it's like ah, we're done. I was like, oh, that's, thank you. Mm. Really making it easy to listen to these podcasts. Uh, but yeah. That's been pretty much it. All right. Uh, and uh, Danra and Victoria, our managing editor, just joined us. So, uh, hey, hey Danra. Yeah, what's up, guys? Hey. Um, so um, I've been playing Kunai. Um, I couldn't talk about it the, the other week I was here, so I can talk about it today. Uh, the game came out on Thursday or Friday. It's um, a Metroidvania type of game, uh, currently available on the uh, Switch and Steam right now. Right. And um, in this game, you use a tablet. And... Uh, the, the apocalypse happened, and like basically all of the computers are broken and stuff. But yeah, you're a tablet. You can walk around. Uh, the first item you find is um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh, I think it was the actual kunai, and with, with, with or none. It, yeah, it's it, it, it's a saber, so you can attack people. Um, and then eventually you find the kunai, which are pretty much um, just grappling hooks. So um, a lot of this game is reactive. So, yeah, so you, you do follow a lot of uh, Metroidvania-type maps, um, but to get around, you really have to um, master the items you have. So you can use your grappling hook to uh, latch on to certain places that aren't spiky and they'll kill you. Um, a lot of the things move. It's it's really dynamic, and that's what I really like about it. Um, if I had any complaint, it's also sort of its strength is in its visuals. If you look at it, it's kind of like um, something on the old Game Boy, where everything is pretty much one color. And um, your uh, the, the the only things that, that that'll that'll kill you around are red. So it's it's simplistic to an extent, but sometimes things blend in a little too much. Um, but yeah, uh, I've really enjoyed what I've played so far. Reviews should be up either uh, tomorrow or Tuesday. And um, yeah, it's solid. Um, I, I also started Return to the Obra Dinn yesterday, and. Um, Tell you the truth, I don't. I don't really really like it all that much. Um, on this game, you you, you pretty much uh, are on a ship and you have to figure out how the whole crew died and things like that. But I'm just not really enjoying the pacing so much. And um, while the story dynamics are pretty cool, like um, I don't know, I'm just really it hasn't clicked yet. So I'll give it an- another hour or two. But if it doesn't really click from there, I'll probably just put it down and start something else because. You know, there's a bunch of other things to play. Um, I also started Sayonara Wild Hearts, which is pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, that's been about it. All righty. Uh, so let's uh, jump into the news, and uh, we'll start off with the uh, EVO 2020 announcements. Uh, well, in particular, the games that are going to be part of it. Yeah, and if you were looking for any surprises, don't. Don't. This was... Probably the safest, most PC lineup they could have gone with. But um, there are a couple of key absences in Mortal Kombat 11 and 
uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, which really had a good showing last year, and I genuinely thought it was going to be back. Hmm. Yeah, but they're running they're running nine games. Um, so you got Street Fighter Five, Tekken Seven, Smash Ultimate. Yeah, that's all expected. Uh, then we've got uh, you know Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, which which by all accounts deserves to be there. Yeah, uh, and we got. Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is back in the main rotation. It's a tournament of champions. It's an invitational, so it's not an open tournament. Mm -hmm. So it kind of bothers me that it's taking up a main stage spot. Mm. But it'll bring hype. I guarantee that. Yeah. So if you're one of those people who's been asking, where's Marvel? Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. There are going to be some big names there. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, Undernight uh, in birth, and then uh, the I think the latest version of that one. I'm not even going to try to say the name yeah. anymore because it's just getting ridiculous. Just call it Uniclear. Yeah, Uniclear. Uh, DBFZ, uh, which is good to see there. Yeah, it's going to be a mainstay. I hope. Yeah, yeah. I guess they just announced new characters for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goku, Ultra Instinct, Instinct, and Kefla mm-hmm. from Super. So that'll start season three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, round it out with uh, Soul Calibur Six, which is uh, yes. looking, looking like uh, it's not going anywhere at this point. Oh, uh, and Samurai Showdown. Uh, yeah, also really deserves to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's 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 a safe lineup, but it it should do pretty well. Uh, so, other than Mortal Kombat, what would you guys like to see? Well, I think Mortal Kombat should still be there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I, I think they're running into the problem of just logistically how ridiculously difficult it is to keep that thing running on yeah. multiple machines. Mm-hmm. Because Warner Brothers. Yeah, this is true. Hmm. Yeah, so probably probably more of a logistical thing. I'm sure it'll probably be in like you know, private matches and stuff. People will still be playing it there, but yeah, no DOA. Uh, so. Yeah, I think that yeah, I bridge, think EOA is blacklisted. Yeah, it's kind of been burned <laughs> at this point. Uh, and Team Ninja really has no one to blame but themselves. Yeah. So yeah, they managed to screw that up pretty badly. Uh, well, apart from what I, what else would I like to see? Uh, well, uh, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle would have been nice. Like Pat yes. said, uh, Guilty Gear Xard. Those are always fun to watch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's a new Guilty Gear yeah. coming down the line. So. It doesn't look like Strive is going to be ready in time for Evo, though. Yeah. yeah. I'm wondering if they thought that was too many art games. It's possible. We got what? Dragon Ball and Grimble on there. I think we had a year where there was Blaze Blue, uh, Guilty Gear, and Dragon Ball. So, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, fortunately, there's only one Smash game. I think that they they've settled on Ultimate at this point, so there's that. Yeah, don't feel too bad for Dead or Alive Six. Uh, no, their season pass is on sale right now for seventy dollars. Yeah. See, fuck this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the sad part is, it's actually a very good game. It's just that Team Ninja can't behave themselves. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. The game is on sale for twenty four bucks. The season passes three times that. <laughs> Yeah, it's, on sale. It's three times just, that. 
Yeah, it's, just just read my review. You'll you'll see my complaints about this game. It's, <laughs> hey, you get sixty two costumes and two characters for seventy dollars. Don't don't care. Yeah, and the, and the characters are available piecemeal, so there's yeah. really no reason to pay for the season pass. Um, yeah, and they didn't even put those on sale, but they got up to season pass four now. <laughs> yep, that's uh yeah. almost four hundred bucks you can spend. Who's on buying costumes. these? I some some people I I don't know. Some people's children. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, if the competition is any bit as good as last year's, I'm looking forward to it. Are you going to? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. yeah, should be fun. Although it does look like they've lowered the price of the season passes on mm-hmm. DOS six. Uh, two and three are eighty dollars, and four oh. is ninety dollars. Oh. While one is ninety three. Mm-hmm. This is this mm. is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. yeah. If you want, uh. Let's see, DOS 6 Nova Sci-Fi Bodysuit Set, 45 oh, bucks. No thanks, I, I don't need any of that. Uh, it, it doesn't add anything to the gameplay, uh, I just want the two characters, and you could buy both of them piecemeal and still be less than the cost of the season pass. On sale. You know you're, that's that's an issue, but, well, apparently Team Ninja, or Tecmokoi in particular, doesn't see that as a problem, because... Apparently it's... Somebody seven. must be buying them. Somebody. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next story is uh, NVIDIA has finally launched uh, their GeForce Now service. Uh. Uh, this has been in development for, I'd say, three, four years they've been uh, running this beta. Uh, uh-huh. Originally it was called NVIDIA Grid, and uh, was you could get it on the Shield tablet, uh, the Shield handheld, and the Shield TV. Uh, but now it's moved on to uh, Windows, Mac... And uh, Android devices. Uh, And uh, it's basically made Stadia completely irrelevant. Uh, So let me explain how this is, how they're going about it. Uh, Instead of what Google is doing, which is trying to be the storefront, the platform, uh, and basically provide all of the streaming as well, uh, what NVIDIA, NVIDIA GeForce Now is doing is they're just the platform. Uh, if you want to play games, you it fires up a virtual machine, you log into your Steam account, and you play your yeah. games. What a concept! Wow. Uh, so, okay, the, the selection of games right now is still a little limited. Uh, there's only about a thousand games compared to uh, what's the Stadia up to right now, like 30, 40... Yeah, uh, so there's that. Uh, like it's six for the subscription. Yeah. We, so, uh, and uh, what else they're doing? So they got two. They have the pricing tiers are kind of also better than Stadia's. Yep. Uh, there's a free tier where you can just go in, sign up for an account, and uh, play for an hour at a time. Uh, and just you know, sign in, use your Steam account, uh, pick a game that's they've got on the service, uh, fire up the virtual machine, and play. Uh, yeah. Or they have what they call a Founders tier for five bucks a month, uh, which uh, gets you well priority queuing, so you get to the front of the line quicker. Which uh, would be a benefit, except for the fact that I haven't really encountered that to be a problem as of yet. Uh, they, they've got a, uh, I think about 600,000 machine, like, uh, limit right now. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you know, in the time that I've been playing this weekend, I've I've never had more than a ten second delay to get into a game. Mm. So it's been you know it's been pretty good there. Uh, the Founders tier also allows you to use NVIDIA RTX, so the ray tracing. If you've been curious about what that's going to look like, uh, yeah, you can use the Founders tier and play games with ray tracing on and see what that what that's good looking looking like without having to spend five hundred to a thousand dollars for a graphics card that can run it. Uh, yeah, what else can I uh, mention about that? Uh, okay, it supports currently uh, four different platforms. You got uh, Steam, Epic Game Store, uh, Blizzard Launcher, and uh, UPlay. Uh, so uh, I'm sure they're probably going to be adding stuff like uh, GOG and EA Origin at some point. Because, uh, yeah, you know, the uh, the EA games are a very noticeable uh, absence right now. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I, I recommend anybody, if, like, you, if you have Steam games and you, like... Uh, we're kind of curious about this. Uh, you might want to give it a look because the free tier, at the very least, is worth checking out. Uh, I've been doing that, and I'm actually thinking about just going straight ahead and uh, getting the $5 a month subscription. Because, well, first of all, they're giving you three months free, so I wouldn't be charged until May anyway. Uh, and, uh, yeah, to be able to uh, just have access to ray tracing for just five bucks instead of 1300 is a little bit of a, you know, kind of bargain value proposition. Uh, yeah. It's a selling point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been, I've been uh, enjoying it and playing uh, doom on it. Uh, one of the nice things that they do is they have uh, several different uh, presets as far as uh, like streaming quality. Uh, they are limited to uh, 1080p 60, so Stadia does have the advantage there for you know 4K streaming. But uh, on the other hand, uh, while the stream doesn't quite look as good as Stadia does supposedly, it's also using a lot less bandwidth than Stadia is. Uh, so yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think with this release, they've just effectively made Stadia completely irrelevant. Uh, because it's taking away okay. the biggest problem that Stadia has, which is a trust in Google continuing to exist. Uh, well, the Stadia service continuing to be something that Google will make exist, and therefore your games may not exist either. Uh, you know, uh, Steam isn't going anywhere. Epic Game Store, as much as a lot of people malign it, is not going anywhere. You play, same thing. And Blizzard Battle.net, well, okay, there's a little bit of uh, worry there based on the past few months but i i don't think that company is in any danger of folding anytime soon so this is true yeah uh so yeah it should be uh well worth it go go check out nvidia geforce now uh if you've been curious about game streaming and whether or not it's uh something that you might want to look into uh yeah check it out because it works on just about anything uh and the, the performance was to the point where i, I wasn't really even aware that I was streaming it. But, yeah. For some, some people, we'll see, like, graphical artifacts and stuff, but, you know, my eyes are not as good good as most people's, so I didn't really notice that. So, that's just... It's uh, unserviceable. Yeah, so it worked, it worked out pretty well. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's uh, GeForce Now. Uh, check it out. 
next up, uh, an announcement from Arc System Works uh, coming out February 20. We've got the, uh, I think, the Double Dragon Retro Bundle, Retro Brawler Bundle. You've got uh, Double Dragon and a whole bunch of Kunio Kun games, which uh, have, uh, I think, many of these are being localized for the first time. So. Yeah. Uh, I have the list here. I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, yeah, so the, the Double Dragon games they have is Double Dragon 1, 2, The Revenge, and 3, The Sacred Stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Kunio-kun games that have been localized before, uh, Renegade, yeah. Super Dodgeball, River City Ransom, Crash in the Boys Street Challenge. Uh, and the ones that have not been but are going to be f- uh, localized for the first time for this uh, is Niketsu Renegade Kunio-kun, Niketsu High School Dodgeball Club, Downtown Niketsu Story, Niketsu High School Dodgeball Dodgeball Club Soccer Story, uh, Downtown Niketsu March Super Awesome Field Day, Downtown Special Kunio Kun's Historical Period Drama, Gogo Niketsu Hockey Club Slip and Slide Madness, Surprise Niketsu New Records The Distant Gold Medal, Niketsu Fighting Legend Kunio Kun's Niketsu Soccer League, Niketsu Street Basketball All Out Dunk Heroes. Okay, there's there's potential for some fun stuff in there. Yeah. And I pity any jackasses who went out and bought any of those games piecemeal on ACA. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. What a schmuck. <laughs> uh, well, uh, well, yeah, you had no idea they were yeah. about to drop that. So. Uh, Man, a lot of these come from the Famicom disk system, too. Yeah, so. Which is probably one of the reasons why they didn't come over. Yeah. Some of them did. Yeah, so this is coming out February 20th. Is the price point set yet? Uh, let me see. Doesn't say anything about that. I assume maybe 20, 30 bucks. Yeah, yeah, that would be a pretty decent price. Yeah, it was like, what, 18, 18 games or so. That's a pretty yeah, pretty good deal. I would yeah, 18 titles. Mm, yeah. Yeah, maybe we can get one, uh, get a code or something. Arc has been pretty good with us lately, so. Mm-hmm. Mm. It also sounds pretty fun. I mean, I haven't played most of those games, and I'd like to. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. Double Dragon One was well. Everybody's played that. Two, pretty much everybody's played. Uh, three, probably the worst in the series, I would say. I mean, mm-hmm. Didn't really care for it too much. Maybe those more recent iterations of Double Dragon on the XBLA. Yeah, two and three, whatever. Yeah, that no, <laughs> those were terrible. Neon was good. No, no. Yeah, yeah, but you can get on Steam for ten bucks. So. That's worth yes. checking out because it is very silly. Yes, <laughs> great music too. Yeah, it, it will stomp your junk into the ground. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we'll get into uh, some uh, movement in the industry. Uh, so, uh, uh, Rod Ferguson from uh, the Coalition has been working on Gears of War games for, well, forever. Uh, is uh, moving over to Blizzard um, to head up the Diablo franchise. Interesting move. Uh, I'm wondering uh, if this was a Mike Ibarra hire, because he went over there recently. Uh, hmm. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, just got to... Yeah, because it's weird times at Blizzard right now. Uh, um, yeah. Like, basically, all the old guard has left, and the ones that haven't left have gone over to basically dedicate all their time to Overwatch. Yeah. Um, and 
I don't know, man. Something about, you know, like, okay, so Diablo 3, that came out how many years ago now? It's 2013, so it's like seven years ago. Yeah. Hmm. And it was 2012. 2012? No, the expansion was 2013. Maybe the yeah. consoles, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and everyone remembers that game's release was a, a shit mess. show. Yes. It was a mess. And, you know, you, you've got a lot riding on the Diablo name. Mm. Um, like, this is just, this is like one of the banner franchises of PC gaming, period. And, you know, I'm, I'm wondering just, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's a company that's they're very much in turmoil right now. I don't think they really have a coherent direction at this point. Uh, it, we've seen them; they definitely seem to be like just out of touch with their fans in a lot of ways. Uh, and I, I just don't know what what they could do. Basically, they have to start you know backing away from some of this insane microtransaction stuff that they've been shoving into their games and. Uh, yeah, asking their fans, don't they have phones? Yeah, that went well. Uh, they just got uh, mercilessly for it for several months. Yeah, and Diablo is like, they can't fuck that up. I mean, if if they do, the backlash is going to be even worse than the uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged uh, debacle that they're currently going through. Oh, it'll be biblical. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, hopefully Rod Ferguson will, you know, be able to keep that from turning into a complete and utter shit show. Uh, but there may be only certain things he can do because he might have mandates from corporate that say he has to do these things. So, yeah, you just don't know what's what's going on over there. Yeah. Especially when you got a company that's owned by Bobby Kotick, who is yeah. legit the devil. The devil, yeah. indeed. Yeah. And you know what? It's technically the uh, story after the next one, but since it's Blizzard, we might as well go ahead and uh, talk about it. Because uh, speaking of Blizzard doing dumbass things... Oh yeah, for the whole Warcraft 3 Reforged thing, they've uh, gone ahead and uh, issued an apology and saying, yeah, we're going to work on all of the stuff that you said we you didn't like, which we promised to have done in the first place, but we didn't do. Yeah. Well, they're also doing refunds, too. Yeah, they kind of got slapped around for that. They had the. Uh, there was a lot of uproar because apparently some people were getting refused their refunds, even in countries where it was mandatory that they uh, allow it. Um, so, yeah, that, that's more of a. Uh, yeah, we don't want to get sued by every country in the world. Uh, we should probably just start letting people get their money back if they don't want it. So. Ugh. Yeah, it's not, it's it's not a good look. Uh, I mean, Warcraft Three had show. yeah, it they had one job. All all they had to do was do a decent remaster and not fuck up the original, and they couldn't do that. Because yeah, like yeah, if you had the original and you wanted to play it, you couldn't anymore. You couldn't log in. Well, you could probably play it online, mm. but you couldn't play it uh, like online with anybody anymore because that went away. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see if they can get the, that uh, shit show resolved. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, currently sitting at like the worst reviewed uh, user reviewed score on Metacritic right now. Uh, so that's been great. 
Achievement unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> Catastrophic fuck-up. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's our Blizzard block for this week, at least. Uh, we'll move back up a bit here, and uh, another big departure from the industry, and this one was kind of shocking. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan Hauser leaves Rockstar. Wow, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, that uh, requires some packing. Hmm. Yeah, and that's going to also require some serious shoes to fill because Dan Hauser has basically been the creative, one of the like big creative, if not the big creative soul of Rockstar North for pretty much Rockstar's entire existence. Hmm. Um, Because this guy isn't just like director of creative; he's also heavily involved in all the writing, yeah, and story content. And he's been a part of basically every single major Rockstar release you can think of. Yeah, I, I wonder why he decided to just, like, this was the time to leave. Uh, I mean, uh, I think he's talked about in the past, uh, after GTA Five, I mean, like, well, what else can we do with this? Hmm. Like, yeah. thinking there's not really too much else to do, because... Uh, that game especially is very much a satirical game about uh, the American uh, economy, culture, and all that stuff. It's like, and you kind of can't just keep doing that over and over again because now it's as probably more sane than what is actually going on in this country. <laughs> that's that's a scary thought. Yeah. The world of GTA is actually more, uh, yeah. Ugh. The times we live in. Mm. But then again, he also just did, uh, well, he and the entire team, they just did uh, Red Dead 2, which got really a great reception. Um, so, you know, and he's not hurting for money. So I think, yeah, if he's going to take off, now is probably as good a time as any to do it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been around 20 years, and he's pretty much done everything that Rockstar has done fantastically. So, uh, you know, if he wants to ride off into the sunset, by all means, do it. You deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Plus, it lets uh, – I'm sure there's uh, several, you know, very talented writers and people over there that uh, are more than capable of filling that role. Uh, we just have never heard of them before because, well, Dan Hauser is there. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not saying and, he'd be stifling anybody. I'm just saying, you know, they didn't have to step up. Now they do. And we're in a weird era of Rockstar where uh, the campaign of GTA V is not what is keeping people interested in that game. No. It's nope. GTA Online. And they're trying to get the same magic going with uh, Red Dead Online. Yeah. And as well. It's like succeeding. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, uh, GTA Online almost going to be reaching its uh, 10th anniversary here in a couple of years. Yeah. Yep. I believe 10 years that game has been around. Hmm. Well, Probably will get a port to the, the next consoles, I would assume. Probably. <laughs> uh, it, I think it's over 100 million copies sold already. Mm-hmm. It's like still a top seller every month. Yeah. yeah, it continues to sell. And then, well, they continue to put it on sale, so that's, you know, yeah. that's helpful. Well, part of the part of the appeal of GTA Five is that it's not just the you know the regular game and the 
you know the online stuff it's that you've also got like fully fledged out fledged like sports simulators and stuff in that game too mm-hmm. yeah uh just just a whole bunch of crap <laughs> yeah you know, we wish you know, Dan Hauser well and whatever he wants to do. If he just wants to chill, well, hey, he's been there 20 and actually longer than that if you consider DMA designs. So, yeah, he's earned it. Uh, next up, we got a Fallout 76 story. Uh, if you've been waiting for the Wastelanders expansion, that's coming out April 7th, allegedly. Finally, we get NPCs. Yeah, you get the thing yeah. that you were used to in a Fallout game. Yeah, along with its Steam release. So it's yeah. going to be happening that same day uh, for the thousands of people that have been waiting on that on uh, PC. Uh, but yeah, this is going to have uh, a lot of stuff that people have been wanting out of the game since launch. Uh, you get uh, NPCs going around the, the whole place, uh, dialogue trees, uh, all that sort of stuff, which I liked when I was reading about this, and like Fallout 3 style dialogue trees. like, that's a hell of a specific reference. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that'll be free. Let's see, they're going to be also offering two faction-themed content bundles that have exclusive camp items, which camp is the uh, little tool toolbox you have that's used to craft items. Hmm. Uh, it says one for raiders, another for settlers, but no price on that just yet. Yeah. But uh, yeah, at least people have reason to come back in uh, April. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. Did we mention Fallout 76 has a $100 a year subscription fee plan? Yep. I, I should yeah. just throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see this one because uh, based on how well all of uh, Bethesda's other updates have gone with Fallout 76, something is going to break spectacularly that nobody expected. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be fun to uh, see where, where that goes. Yeah. You know, it just might end up that every single NPC speaks in profanity and nothing else. Mm. Never know. I haven't really been following him. Does anybody know if Fallout 76 rebounded yet? No. Nope. <laughs> it's still at the toilet. Okay. Mm. It's mostly fine mm. at this point. It's just people have been waiting on this update that was supposed to hit last fall. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Maybe they'll be able to get some player base back from once that once it hits, but. Uh, yeah, it seems like most people are just waiting. Anyways, one would hope if EA can turn around Star Wars Battlefront too. Yeah, it doesn't turn this around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe they'll also be able to turn turn Anthem around. You know, that's still something we're waiting on. Hopefully, that happens. So. Yeah, so hold our breath there. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, if you uh, were an early purchaser of Dreams, uh, you're going to get access to the launch version uh, in a couple of days, to the 11th of February. Um, yep, which is nice to see, because uh, you don't really see this out of early access games. Like, hey, if you've been a supporter, you get to uh, check out the the new stuff, you know, a few days early. Hmm. Uh, get started on that. So yeah, the the update on the 11th, which will be available to everybody else on the 14th on Friday. Uh, coming with that is Art Stream, which is the uh, the campaign. Uh, following uh, former jazz musician Art as he dreams about his life past and present and realizes he needs to make amends with his fellow bandmates. And that's basically the most normal part of any of it. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, everything but, else is balls to the walls insanity. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, there are going to be two new creator kits. 
that will, as well as the creation kits that were used to make Art Stream campaign. Uh, this will include, let's see, Welcome Home and Ancient Temple, what they're called. Uh, so they'll add uh, some more stuff as well as, I guess they're going to add another home space, which is sort of the, the hangout spot you can sort of work on stuff in yep. before you jump into a proper uh, dream to work on. Uh, yeah, they add new tutorials, how-to videos for the workshop stuff, uh, changing up the UI a little bit, uh, and uh, yeah, adding new, uh, better thermometer tools. So that they call it level analysis and heat maps. I assume to find like the the parts of your creation that maybe has uh, the most stuff the you could maybe tone down or make more efficient or whatever, but. You can also control everything with uh, just the left and right sticks instead of using motion sensor. Uh, for those that want that, uh, done a lot of work under the hood. They say about maybe 18,000 changes. Oof. Uh, and a lot of bug fixes based on feedback and uh, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, uh, a lot of stuff come into it. Yeah, it's, it looks like it's all coming together to something that you know is... Uh, well, we can actually explain it now. Uh, yeah. Uh, when we initially saw Dreams, we were like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. And, yeah. Now it's like, oh, it's a creation tool, but there's this uh, story that goes along with it that kind of shows you yeah. how all this stuff works. Yeah, that's that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and they just had their big awards, which they called the uh, MP Awards. Mm. Uh, honoring uh, a lot of the the best creations from the the first year. Uh, so there's a big blog post about that. So shown a lot of its stuff, a lot of it off, and I assume in the game they probably have that stuff all highlighted. Yeah. For people, you can check out the uh, people that got nominated for you know best curators, makers, uh, uh, making assets, uh, best voice acting they have here, best character, all this kind of cool stuff. Uh, for people to check out, uh, especially when they uh, get the game this week. Yeah. We'll definitely be doing a stream on that, I think, Saturday. Okay. Kind of check out what all is in here. It'll be good. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, this release totally snuck up on me. Yeah. <laughs> it was coming out this week. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's been since 2013. We've been, uh, you know, uh, hearing on and off about this game, and it's you know, seven years in development, and now it's finally done. Come on. Yep. Or... Uh, what they consider to be done. It probably will be get, getting patched and stuff as it goes on, but it's in a state now where they can call it a retail product and not be ashamed of it. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. launch. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I actually look forward to uh, seeing Chris stream it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering whether, uh, you know, it's it's worth uh, trying to see, like, oh, we can go ahead and highlight this creation this week and this the next week. Yeah. It seems like we can make a lot of content with that. So Yeah. 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 It's it's basically realizing what Project Spark uh, tried to do but didn't quite manage to do. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Uh, so in other words, we got uh, you know below is coming to PS4. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the big thing they are doing with this uh, is a new mode called Explore, which essentially gets rid of a lot of the uh, the annoying simulation stuff that is in uh, the original game. Yeah. Uh, so you no longer have to worry about uh, taking drinks regularly. No thirst meter, no one-hit kill traps. Uh, they could be able to take at least a few of them. Uh, 
the bonfires will be checkpoints because when you died in the original game, you had basically go to the initial uh, start of the game, Oof. sort of work your way back to where you were at. Uh, stuff like that. That uh, seems like uh, a much more newbie-friendly way of getting people into that game. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll also be coming to the Xbox One and PC versions of the game as well. Uh, whenever this launches, I think it just said spring hmm. here. Uh, so it'll be in the next few months. Hmm. Yeah, I've never played uh, game. Is it any? Is it any good? Or, you know. Uh, it was pretty fun, just the the very harsh punishments you got yeah. for not paying attention 100% of the time. Hmm. It's very much like they pay attention to the Dark Souls uh, uh, for those mechanics and then didn't necessarily put it together in a way that made people want to really keep playing it. Okay. It's like you did that a few times, died because uh, you didn't know exactly what you were looking for, and then you kind of gave up. For a lot of people, hmm. yeah, that's never a good thing when you frustrate your player base enough to just up and quit on you. Hmm. Yeah, so check that out, and you'll probably stream the update when the when it comes well, comes along. So, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, next up, we got interesting news from Platinum Games. They uh, launched a Kickstarter for uh, you know uh, conversions of the Wonderful One Hundred and One to uh, PS Four Switch. Wow. And PC. Hmm. Yep. Yeah, uh, this is one of those games I've been like, you guys really need to bring this back. Hmm. Like, seriously. Yeah. yeah, so it's launched with a $50,000 goal, which is not a real goal uh, for doing this kind of work. Uh, but right now, as of right now, they have $1,517,200 uh, in hmm. uh, Almost like 300%. 3,000% of whatever the, the goal was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 25 days to go. I think if you back it, it's about 36 bucks for the digital copy. If you want the physical, it's 41 mm. uh, But yeah, the, the first uh, stretch goal, let's see, 50000 was for the Switch. 250 was for Steam. 500000 for PS4. Uh, one mil, they get the time attack. They get a time attack mode added to it. Okay. Uh, and as of now, with uh, 1.5 million being reached, Luca's first mission, a brand new 2D side-scrolling adventure starring a young hero. Uh, let's see, 1.75 is a remix soundtrack uh, featuring a secret special guest, and $2 million is Luca's second second mission. Hmm. Okay. Uh, well, that, those goals don't seem too out of the ordinary. Uh, yeah. Considering, you know, most of this is just uh, port work. Yeah, yeah it, it's an extension of the Wii U evacuation plan. Yeah, Nintendo didn't want to do it, so you know, ask the fans if they want it, and if they do, yeah, they apparently very much do. I do have yep. some interesting backers tiers. I think one of them specifically, you get uh, blocked by uh, what's his name on Twitter, Hideki Kamiya. Yeah. Oh, that's... I think he will unblock you at the end of the campaign. <laughs> Uh, or when the game's released, I think. That's it, it, it's, that's a, it's how Kamiya is. Hmm. I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the one downside of this whole campaign is that uh, the company that is working on it is Dungan Entertainment. Hmm. Uh, ben Judd's company. Okay. Who's been accused of ripping off people. Oh. <laughs> so so people are not happy that this... 
this huh. game they've been wanting to come to new consoles for a long time, uh, getting handled by those people. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to uh, look up their whole thing. Hideki Kamiya, who should be really concerned about that. But, yeah. yeah. Oh. And they were doing so well. Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to take the chance, uh, there's still plenty of time to pack it. Uh, yeah, since this is going to be like a full-on release, uh, I'll just wait and see. <laughs> I'm not, not going to back this one. So. Yeah. I mean, the, the game was coming out in April, so it, it, it was already done. So yeah. it was just a confirmation of things. But what, what's weird here is um, one of the goals, where did it go? Uh, it says here, if you, if you make this donation, you make you get two physical copies of the game. Like why? <laughs> mm, so you can keep one sealed and open the other one. Yeah, I'd also be able yep. to get Switch and PS4. Yeah, yeah, thought that was obvious. Mm. Okay, yeah, if you if you wanted both versions, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's it's a. Uh, I don't know. I wish them luck, and they're all probably like this is one game I never played on the Wii U because I never had a Wii U, uh, specifically because of the goddamn interface, which was god awful. Um, so being able to play it on something that you know doesn't suck uh, would be uh, you know beneficial for me. Uh, another news. Yeah. No? Go ahead. Hmm. All right, so we'll move on to our next story here. Uh, Demon X Machina is being brought over to PC uh, by uh, Xseed. I didn't see that one coming. Hmm. Yeah, which uh, will be good for the uh, the PC fan base that you know likes the the front mission and all those kind of games. Uh, the mech games that are definitely plentiful on PC. Hmm. They don't get access to this uh, uh, this mech shooter here. Yeah. Let's see. It's going to be out on the 13th hmm. this week. Oof. Uh, you can pre-order it for 20% off, so about 48 bucks instead of 60 Yeah. Now, you see, that the, that is the only legit reason that I would actually pre-order anything is if there was a discount. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, so hopefully it uh, turns out to be a decent PC port, because uh, a lot of the times when you see these ports coming, especially from Japanese developers for some reason, uh, they're very hit and miss. Like, uh, the Bayonetta one was fantastic, and then you have the stuff like the, the Trails, uh, yeah, the Tails games, not the Trails, those are actually pretty good. Uh, but the Tails games were just a mess. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll check those out. Uh, Trails is largely native to PC, so... Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so we got coronavirus news, uh, which is affecting the switch port of the Outer Worlds. Also, uh, technically, it's not called the coronavirus anymore. No, it, it, ha- it has an actual name now. Yeah, it's called the uh, Novel Coronavirus Pneumonia, or NCP. Hmm. All right. Okay. But yeah, the, uh, the developer that was porting this, uh, Virtuos... Hmm. Uh, their uh, studio is shut down as a result of the quarantine. So they do not have people working on it currently. Uh, so it's not going to be making its launch of March 6th uh, for obvious reasons. So they're going to be sort of getting together uh, and figuring out you know, when they're going to be able to get back to work and what sort of dates uh, they think they can hit by. Uh, which also because of this delay, they're also going to be releasing the game on cartridge for the physical version. It was going to be a code in the box before. Yeah. So I think they're just going to conveniently have the time to 
get the actual full release out there. Hmm. Uh, as they followed up and said, just to be clear, everybody's okay. The office just shut down. Uh, just a matter of figuring out sort of when people will be able to actually get back to work on this. And I assume it's going to be a common thing we're going to see here over the next few weeks and months. Yeah. As Because uh, a lot of outsourced import work gets done in China. Yeah for a bunch of games and it'll be interesting to see who and uh, what gets affected as far as uh, games are concerned. Yeah. And I'm just glad that they're not, you know, forcing people to just go in and do crap, even though, even with, uh, you know, that kind of a risk that's still, yeah. There. So yeah, it's like, yeah. Okay. Getting sick is not worth uh, a few weeks of delay. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's how, you know, Activision isn't involved. Yeah. Uh, 2K is, so I guess we got that going for you, guys. Uh, I mean, Activision probably have enough Kronos in their fridge to uh, keep it from spreading. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Take two and call me in the morning. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the uh, NCP is uh, also uh, affecting the uh, Switch production, uh, in particular for the Animal Crossing Special Editions. So yeah, that's, this yep, is specific that. to the Japanese Switches. Yeah. Uh, so that will be, uh, yeah, it's impacted the Switch, uh, the Animal Crossing Switch, which uh, they were going to take pre-orders this week. So we're going to push that until we get this all sorted out. Uh, it seems like it's also going to affect uh, the Switch, Joy-Cons, and even Ring Fit Adventure uh, physical copies. Uh, they moved some of their production from China to Vietnam last year after the the whole dumb trade war mm-hmm. uh, continued on, and obviously not everything uh, got moved. Mm. And so this will be the other interesting part is we've got new hardware coming this year. Yeah, and a lot of work uh, is coming through China. Mm. And I'm curious to see how that affects how Microsoft and Sony are uh, positioning their uh, releases and all that. Yeah. Uh, whether they're going to be able to move uh, all of their production out of China if this uh, stuff goes on any further. Yeah. Uh, well, I think uh, if if my knowledge of logistics is uh, as you know up to date as I think it is, uh, they basically have until June. That would kind of be the cutoff point. They would need six months to really uh, ramp up production and get enough yeah. units made. Uh, to sustain a worldwide launch. Uh, so, yeah, if it goes past June, then I could definitely see those launches actually being delayed into 2021. Uh, so that would be interesting. Yeah, which will piss off all the people like, oh, uh, Cyberpunk delayed to September. I'll just wait for the the launch on PS5 and Xbox uh, Series X. Yeah, It's like, well, if they don't come out... That, uh, Anytime soon after that, then, whoops, you guys are going to have to make even more tough decisions. No. It's a, it's like, or they'll really just buy both. Yeah. Say, hey, we'll get it on PS4, and then I'll get it on PS5. Yeah. Well, Fuck if money. you buy a PS4 version, it'll probably work on the PS5 anyway, so... Yeah, but those people want the best-looking version. Yeah. Right. And they also want to play, so they have that whole issue coming up yeah, with a PC lot of these version. games. <laughs> Get a ray tracing uh, card for thirteen hundred bucks. You're good to go. Uh, oh yeah. Or just stream it on Nvidia uh, 
GeForce Now with ray tracing. There you go. Anyways. Uh, and finally, we'll wrap up with the Animal Crossing saga, which... Really, how, how is it Nintendo can screw something up so incredibly badly? You would think Animal Crossing would be a game that would be fairly simple. Um, but apparently not. No. Uh, because, uh, yeah, first of all, we found out that uh, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, it limits you to one island per Switch. Which is why? Like, uh, why? Uh, yeah. uh, tradition, as weirdos say. No, uh, it's... because it's been like that since the first game. But that was because there were no such thing as profiles on these platforms. Yeah. Also, because it was the freaking Nintendo sixty-four. Uh huh. Yeah. And if you wanted, to, and then GameCube as well came around, and that wasn't as big of an issue because you had memory cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but with the Switch, well, they're tying it to the hardware instead of to the SD card, because that would be smart. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, and, like, this and the, the cloud say stuff, we've known since E3. Mm-hmm. So people are just coming back to realizing these things are still there. Yeah, well, we know that the cloud uh, sync stuff with the, the Switch Online is kind of hit and miss to begin with. You, you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, yeah, because Nintendo doesn't like offering a paid service and being consistent. No. Because, <laughs> like, you don't have this problem on PS4 or Xbox One. Yeah. So there, there's no cloud Steam you do, because Steam is just weird. Uh, yeah. Because uh, nobody's consistent about any features on that system, on that <laughs> platform. Yeah, so uh, there's no, no cloud saves, although... Uh, like according to the story that I found, Nintendo says they are going to actually look at working uh, cloud saves in. Um, maybe maybe you could have done this before you launched the game. Just just saying. Uh, yeah. Oh, but it gets even better because uh, y- you would think, well, if I wanna, if I get a new Switch and I've been playing for hundreds of hours, uh, maybe I want to transfer my island to uh, to my new Nintendo Switch. No, you can't do that. It's it's locked to that console, and you can't transfer it to the next one. Because that makes sense. No, you got to buy a second copy <laughs> for one person. Yeah. Um, as far as Nintendo Nintendo concerned, the first two sort of made sense, because that's pretty much like what they've done. The third one doesn't make sense at all, especially since they're the company that wants you to buy as many Switches as possible. <laughs> yeah, like the whole point a lot of people had for the Switch Lite is like, oh, I can play Animal Crossing on this when I'm out and about. Uh, then when I get back, I can just transfer it over to my other Switch and play it on TV. Nope. Not doing that. Especially when there's a Switch that's Animal Crossing themed. Yeah. So Which I might say, the, hey... Now we know why it's coming out before the game. Well, it would have if the, the virus hadn't struck. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, of course, the homebrew guys uh, who have the hack switches are like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> because that's one limitation that they don't have. Uh, if they want to transfer a save from one switch to another, they can. It's just These all sound very patchable, but eh, whatever. Yeah, it is totally patchable. It's just a Nintendo policy thing. It's... Uh, it, it's it's one of the things that we keep coming back to on the show where Nintendo does a lot right, uh, and then there's just these weird things that make no sense in any world except Nintendo's, uh, and like it only makes sense to Nintendo executives apparently because 
the nobody in the Nintendo fandom is like, what? What's going on here? So yeah, yeah, they're a little too precious about save data uh, and sanctity of not being able to glitch these things, and it's like people are going to figure that out anyway. Yeah. All you're doing is just punishing the people that don't do that yeah. from using their game on the platforms they've purchased it on yeah. uh, to the full extent they want to. Because, mm. yeah, like, they would solve a lot of issues in, you know, like Splatoon if they just stored your data server-side and just make sure that the savior you're using to access it matches that. Mm. That's how Call of Duty is able to support cloud saves because they don't let you fuck with theirs with your data just on the save the the save side. Yeah. Or they probably don't even have saves. I know Destiny Two doesn't. Just you log in, you access your uh, information, and you just move on. Yeah. Like that's where we're quickly moving to, but Nintendo's still stuck to the idea of you have to manage your saves in 2020 yeah. instead of when you're paying for this cloud save support to have to make sure the game you want from Nintendo, if it supports it or not, yeah. it's like, why people need to grow up Nintendo, yeah. let people use your system and be okay. If they use it to glitch, whatever, uh, Pokemon or animal crossing. Cause guess what? They're already doing that. Yeah. It's people so figured out the weird stuff with, uh, matching two Pokemon from different regions and using that to spawn hundreds of eggs trying to get shinies. <laughs> it's like your save stuff didn't prevent any of that. Yeah. It just, yeah, it seems, I mean, I, I just don't know. Going forwards, uh, this is something that Nintendo really is going to have to look at because it's starting to become a real problem. Uh, yeah. You know. And when uh, people are paying, you know, up to 500 bucks for a Switch and a Switch Lite, and you're preventing them from playing their games on both. It's yeah. a huge issue. Yeah, especially when they inevitably do come out with their Switch Pro or whatever it is. Um, Animal Crossing is an evergreen game, mm-hmm. and uh, if I'm not able to switch that over, it's like, why are you? Why would I be convinced to keep playing it? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah like or, New Leaf or is my... Nintendo, why would I, uh, I... I'm stuck on this console. I can't move it to the next one. Well, I'm just not going to buy the next one because I'm still playing this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like New Leaf is my most played game on my 3ds. Like it's like 230 hours yeah, easily, and I'm afraid of going back to it because <laughs> I don't want to be have people be like, "Where the hell have you been for five years? We started eating each other. Oh my god, <laughs> we sold well, your house for crack money." <laughs> Wasn't there a wasn't there a story at one point where somebody came back to Animal Crossing on the GameCube after 15 years and like uh, bad shit had happened? Turned into turned into the apocalypse. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's going to happen on this island if you disappear for a long time? Yeah, the island will reclaim itself, and uh, you come back to your original save after you start over on a Switch Lite. Yeah. Mm. There's also stories of some fans who have never stopped playing any of their Animal Crossing games. Hmm. That's a lot of Animal Crossing. That's yeah, that is a lot of Animal Crossing. Yep. Some people really dig it that much, though. Hmm. But, yeah. So uh, good luck, Nintendo, because this is something you really need to figure out. Um, mm. 
it, it doesn't help that their online service as a whole is still kind of a mess. Uh, yep. You know, it's yeah. 20 bucks. At least we can give them that. They're not overcharging for it. But, yeah, uh, there's a lot of caveats when you uh, subscribe to Switch Online. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Like, even with the NES stuff, NES and Super Nintendo stuff, it's like they don't have manuals no. in those apps. You have to go look them up online, which is not the whole point of that. You should be able to just have it all contained right there. Yeah. Just put the damn 2 meg PDF in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For each game. Yeah. I wonder, does the Switch have a, doesn't have a browser, does it? Not user accessible. Yeah. It'll use that if you have to log in for, because it'll, like on the Sega Ages, things also have the same issue of no uh, manual in the in the game itself. It just launches a website okay. for the Sega Ages manual stuff, hmm. which usually doesn't work for me. I don't know why. <laughs> It's like, oh, this, I don't know what you did. This is not a functioning website on a Switch. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so I guess we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there, unless anybody's uh, got any breaking stories that they've been following over the day. Well, that doesn't. Yeah, so, all righty. So we'll uh, wrap there. Uh, I want to remind everybody, if you haven't subscribed to the show, you can uh, do so at anchor.fm slash dayzeroupdate. And check us out there. Hit the button, pick your platform, and get us delivered straight to your favorite podcast app. Uh, you can also check us out at smashpad.com, where our written content is uh, up and available. We've got a review of DBZ Kakarot, if you're interested in that. We've also got Rectum, which I have to say very carefully, otherwise something bad could come out. Uh, something unfortunate. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure they thought that whole thing through when they created the name for that game, but anyways... Uh, yeah, go check that out. And uh, that's going to be it. So for uh, Patrick Mifflin, Chris Sologi, Brandon Perkins, and Dan Rib Victorio, I've been Felipe Ronfo, and we will see you next week. <laughs>